Yo, it's Julian on the Brown Note and a review of Napoleon. Now, it hasn't got good reviews. Uh, it's easy to see why. Ridley Scott, I think, is... I, I was always someone that believed Ridley Scott was more style than content. I would The caveat there is I would say that he benefits from great writing a lot, as does David Fincher. And even like Blade Runner, you know, there's, there are, there are, it's not a perfect screenplay to that movie at all, even though it is an absolute classic film. But he's made some bad films um, always, and sometimes his major films have left me a bit dead in the water. But then he's done stuff like Selma and Louise, which was, um, I couldn't really floor. Um, and also Gladiator was really flawless. Um, it does depend, it seems, on who's writing the screenplays and the script, and uh, that definitely hasn't worked out this time. But I think in the last 10 years, he's had he's made some of his most interesting films. I've gone on at length how one of the most flawed films he's ever made, The Counselor, is, is something a film that I've celebrated a lot. Uh, and I wish that they'd do a re-edit of that. And then he did Exodus, God and the Kings, which was terrible. The Martian, which was incredibly agreeable hokum. Uh, the two alien films were bizarre. Um, All the Money in the World the, about the kidnapping was a deeply unappreciated film. It's a great film. The one where Kevin Spacey's character was replaced. Um, and then The Last Duel I, was one of my films of the year. It's his most underrated film in the last 15 years. I think it was amazing. And then he did The Gonzo House of Gucci. Now, he's done a historical epic called Napoleon. And I can assure you it is far closer to The House of Gucci than it is to The Last Duel. Um, it's a very strange film. It, it, it portends to be a, a biopic. A timely biopic because no one's really cared about Napoleon or that period of history, which was very, very influential. You know, the French going around and murdering all the aristocrats and all of that and the, and then sliding into an emperor instead. Um, it's not really been covered much in, in cinema. Uh, and it's a hugely important period of history and shaped Europe uh, and alliances in Europe. Um, we get Joaquin Phoenix as Napoleon, and there's really only two major, major characters, Joaquin Phoenix as Napoleon and Vanessa Kirby as Josephine, his love interest. Um, I have a massive problem when people do biopics on famous people and focus on their love interest or their families, because that's something that is the least interesting component in their lives. I remember the, like, the excellent, near-excellent Steve Jobs film, Half the film was about his relationship with his daughter, which could have been analogous to anyone else on earth. That wasn't what was interesting about Steve Jobs. And often it's a romantic relationship. I'll say this, at least this time, the relationship between Napoleon and Josephine is one for the ages. So it is actually a valid focus, even with all the global politics going on. And um, I have gone on at length, only having seen Vanessa Kirby in the Mission Impossible movies, how I adore her, and, and she's been absolutely incredible, even in those films. And she's incredible here as well. Joaquin Phoenix, I think, is in a, in a bit of a rut, really. Um, he's been asked to be the semi-psychotic Joker character in so many films now, uh, even to an extent in Bo Afraid, my second favourite film of last year. I certainly don't think he was bad. I just wonder whether they keep throwing 
very similar roles at him. Um, and here the Napoleon performance is only good as a fabricated character. This is not a serious biopic. And we the baseline for this film to succeed is it should have been a serious biopic. What we get instead is a film that is like some made-up gonzo fantasy version of Napoleon's life. I never felt like I was watching Napoleon at all. He's just some weird gonzo maniac in this film. And I do want I do wish that Joaquin Phoenix was getting offered a wider variety of roles that didn't always seem to come down to this very sort of madcap version of himself. He's fine though, uh, and he has his moments. And the whole deal with him and uh, Josephine is that Josephine can't have children, so he basically cuts her off uh, while still being in love with her so he can have an heir. Um, um, so it follows um, history pretty solidly. Um, I think uh, one big part that's missing is um, by the time that the film starts, Napoleon's not far from being Emperor Napoleon. We don't really get a sense of what made the man at all. He's not far off being at the top, really, when the film opens. Um, I saw the trailers and they were they made me think the same thing as when I watched the film, which is the one-on-one talking is often a bit lacklustre, um, but the uh, widescreen battles are often amazing, and there are quite a few amazing widescreen battles um, in this film. Which are the, the highlight of the film. Occasionally him and um, him, with Vanessa Kirby and Wacken Phoenix gel together on screen and it's really, really good. Uh, and she's definitely not a co-star here. She's, she has her own portions of the film where she's, you know, she's in charge of her own scenes uh, and does great work. She's, she's the best thing about this. She's probably really hard done by by the film not being that great because she's not getting any awards nominations and she certainly does deserve it. I don't know that I would rate this up as the, one of the best Whacking Phoenix performances, though. Um, he's certainly good uh, and often great, but he's done he's done really like con- considering they're making Gladiator two, and considering that character's Machiavellian tendencies from the first Gladiator film that Whacking played the emperor was um, a much better performance and much richer characterization. Again, the writing here is all over the shop. It's very continually wayward uh it feels draggy often uh it's episodic in nature and it doesn't really gel towards anything at all um some of the politics the european politics is interesting and the sadness really that the french went to so much trouble to get rid of a royal family only to end up with uh, something even worse there's lots of side characters i don't know that any of them really stood out that much to me and some of them were a little bit cringy. I thought the acting was uneven. Not everyone in it was actually very good. Um, the cinematography was often very good. The production design was very good. Um, but the... Um, uh, did I like the music? I think I did. Music by Martin Phipps. I looked that up, so I must have liked the music. Um, I don't know who that is, but I did. I can see that I've clicked on that name before, so I obviously did like the music in it. So it's, yeah, I mean, for me, the first bar was to deliver a a portrait of Napoleon, which made me feel like I knew him more. I actually felt someone invented a cartoon character version of Napoleon uh, and just presented that. It didn't seem to have anything else to do with anything. 
the 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 historical flow of the events that happened was interesting overall i enjoyed the film i enjoyed it because it was so mad it was so gonzo um that i switched off whether or not it was a biopic and enjoyed it for what it was which was unbelievably zany and often stupid but um with very high production values uh, and, and a couple of strong leads and a very interesting historical perspective, um, not perspective because I don't think there is a perspective, but relaying a lot of those events which aren't really, a f haven't been a focus of cinema, which are very important events and shaped, you know, a large part of the 20th century. So, yeah, Napoleon the Man, I've got no idea, but Napoleon the movie is uh, occasionally laborious to get through, but overall it's a gonzo fun entertainment in a manner that you wouldn't expect it to be. So I'm going to give Napoleon a 6.5 out of 10. Sounds all right, right? 